Welcome to Of Dust and Divinity, a place where we ask big questions of small things as we gather around the table with makers, thinkers, and doers. So grab your favorite drink, pull up a chair, and join us. And now, here are your hosts, Caben Kramer and Chris Quant. Caben! Chris! Hello, hello! Man, doing new things tonight. A lot of new things. We tried a little bit of a live intro just to see if we could, uh, you know, make it feel a little bit more spontaneous. I like so it. So we, we live introed uh, ourselves today, which was which was a lot of fun. Yeah, we got to sit and gaze deeply into each other's eyes for 30 right. seconds. <laughs> just while just while the <laughs> intro played out. So uh, that was that was cool. Hey, here, here's to trying new things, right? Absolutely right. So so speaking of things, Chris. Are, are you drinking anything tonight? What, what are you drinking? Ooh, I, okay, all right. I'll tell you. I thought I was going to get you on that first, but uh, mm-hmm. all right, all right. Let me. Uh, I got to work me... hard to beat you to the punch. I, I, you're, I... <laughs> you're too good at it. All right, so uh, I, I do have uh, I do have something here. Uh, I got a. Uh, it's in a bottle again. So last mm. week I had a bottle, and uh, I I like the sound effects so much of me opening it. I have the bottle. I have the uh, the bottle opener. It's a Trappist uh, Rock Fort. I believe Ooh, is what it's, what it's called. Yes. I don't know. Sounds so, good. So I don't know. So this is from Belgium. Uh, Belgium. This is from the Monkeries. My wife mm. for Christmas got me a box of beer that came over from from the monasteries over Ooh. there. Uh, so this is this is imported from from the source. So we're gonna, just going to do a little. Uh, again, got the got the thing here. We're going to just do the. Oh, I even spilt a little bit of it when it. So okay, good. here we go, and we'll do the pour, a little ASMR. Oh, that's nice. That's real nice. I can't hear it, though. It's I know. I can't hear it. It was a little too low. <laughs> but uh, look at that. That's uh, Oh, look at, look at wow. The, look at, look that. at the head like on that beer. That's like 75% foam right now. Yeah, that's a lot of foam. Wow, that that's got a lot of... Bit. So, got a lot of love to it. Yeah. So, uh, how about you? Uh, what do you What do you got there, sir? What are you drinking? So, today? I'm if you know, of course, you're the only one who can see this. So I'll describe. It, but I have yeah. a very, very short pour of whiskey. Um, tragically, that's because it was the bottom of the bottle, and I oh. brought the bottle to show you also because it's amazing. And again, I will describe it. But it is a bottle of Redwood Empire, which is from Sonoma County here in California. Okay. And um, this is their Lost Monarch blend. And it's got a quote right on the bottle. First of all, there's a very, very cool art style. I really dig it. Um, But the logo for this um, shows redwoods growing out of someone's head. And it's a thinking bearded man, eyes closed, thinking. And there's a quote on it that reads, in every walk with nature, one receives far more than he seeks. And that's a quote from John Muir. And I imagine that this bearded man is also supposed to be John Muir yeah. um, with the redwoods growing out of his head. So there you go. California whiskey with a beautiful John Muir nature quote. That's what I am enjoying. I love it. I love it. Yes. Uh, last week we had bananas coming out or beer coming out of a <laughs> banana, banana peel. Now we have redwoods coming out of a guy's forehead. This yes. is uh, 
very cathartic. Well, hey, uh, we uh, we were going to talk about, and we, and we still are going to talk about rites of passage, mm-hmm. uh, and and to kind of set the stage here for those that might be uh, kind of new in or listeners, if you're joining us here and didn't hear last week, um, it was Judah's birth. It was your son's birthday yep. recently, yep. and you were really excited about this. Uh, he, he hit the decade mark, and you're like, yeah. I am so stoked about this because we're going to start with our rites of passage now. It's something that you've been planning for. A long time. A long time. Yeah. yeah. And so we thought, instead of just mentioning that, we were going to give that some intentional space and say, hey, let's yep. actually devote an episode because that's not something that I think is too, it's not mainstream, at least in my, you know, my neck of the woods over here, at least yeah, I feel and, and in my life. Yeah, and it could sound kind of weird. Like, yeah. are we dancing naked with, you know, goat's mm-hmm. blood? Like, what, what's happening? Exactly. Here? Yeah. What, what is this? Yeah. smeared on the uh-huh. forehead and smeared underneath the eyes, and now you <laughs> yeah. got to go run the gauntlet. Yeah, the, uh, so run, run the we coal said, fire, whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So we're like, okay, we need to we need to dedicate some intentional space to this. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. Little clarification: it's none of those things right. <laughs> for anyone I, who's good. at this point in the podcast very concerned about our sanity. Um, it is yeah. none of those things. It is other things that are worth exploring. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So. Uh, wh- I was getting ready, so I was kind of out near the barbecue, did, did a little bit of barbecue tonight. Uh, my wife, uh, her friend, and, and the, their kids are over uh, hanging out today. And so we were all hanging around the barbecue, my wife and, and our friend Anita. And I said, oh, I, I need to go, and I'm going to start getting a little bit of research done for the podcast tonight. And, and she's like, oh, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, we're going to be talking about rites of passage. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Would you be interested in knowing about the the rites of passage for women? Oh my gosh! And I went yes, right? And I went, oh my gosh, absolutely! <laughs> and so, um, so she got she just happened to have this book with her. No she, way! She, she she gave it to me. She literally had a book on women's rites of passage on her as she went to your house today yeah she has it with her so she like ran into the house and got it and handed it to me it's called okay it's called moon time Uh um and let me kind of take a look at it um and the subtext is harness the ever-changing energy of your your menstrual cycle so okay i love it okay as a guy this is like definitely not male initiation rights yeah not 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 so just a whole different side so i can only imagine you and i were going to kind of talk about from a male perspective Mm -hmm. uh but i thought oh my gosh they're here yeah. Lord knows you and I can't talk about it with any sure. sort of authority of yeah. this. And and I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the list here. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, almost probably about 20, wow. 20 rites of passage throughout Whoa. the female life. And I'm like, wow. I wouldn't have even. Right. I'm just I'm going to I'm going to read one. OK. Read three. Closing of bones after childbirth. OK. OK. Miscarriage, mm. abortion. Oh my gosh, these are heavy hitters. Yeah, weaning. Mm. So these these big kind of moments that I'm, I, I'm like, of course, but yeah. I'm like, I have no idea. So here's here's what I'm going to propose. Okay, they're here. Yeah, I would love for our Anita and and my wife, if she's game, uh, to to join us. So what oh my do you gosh. Think? Brilliant, Chris. Get it, That's get, so get brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Let's. I love everything about that. Okay. So okay. instead of we, we will still get around to talking about Judah's initiation rights probably next episode or after that. Maybe this will but be a two part. Oh man, I love making okay. space for other voices, especially 
I mean, this is new to me, so I'm going to learn so much. Please, yeah. let's make space for them. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go run. I'm going to go run. So just just put a pause on it. Let's just put okay. a pin on it. All right. So here we are. Uh, Anita, welcome. And my wife, Emily, joining mm-hmm. us. So tell us a little bit uh, how you two know each other. Whoa. It was 15 years ago. 15 years ago. <laughs> anyway. And a pot of soup. And diapers <laughs> and cameras. It's it's like the beginning of Emperor's New Groove. Too far back. Too far back. <laughs> Bring it forward just a little bit. Okay. Oh. Um, so let's talk about. We were talking about the rites of passage, and I was telling Cabin, "Hey, this is the conversation that happened just literally like an hour before we were starting to record this." So we thought. Okay, let's pause on what we're going to talk about because you two wonderful ladies are here and can give us perspective on a world that we just have no perspective on. Uh, probably rightly so or not rightly so. Cabin, help me out here. I'm digging myself into a pretty big <laughs> hole. Um, but Anita, you gave me a list. You have a book that has a list of female rites of passage. I was wondering, one, can you read off that list? Let us know what that is. And then we would just like to get your perspective. Hun, you mentioned the straw you were talking strawberries strawberries i don't know okay you were listening to something on this today um what does that mean cabin i think it's code i'm not sure i think it's it's not code code. it's actual (laughs) eating strawberries it's it's real okay so it's a real thing okay so uh, anita one the the inspiration for this book if you don't mind and if if there's a safe word that we need like nope too far going there like you 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 say we can can cut it out not gonna happen um but then um yeah i would love to get (laughs) your thoughts on these these rites of passage oh First of all, um, what did you just say on the way here? You said digging yourself in a hole here. Yeah, no, there's mm-hmm. none of that because <clears throat> I'm 46 years old and I'm learning about my own femininity right now in okay. ways that I'm just like, what? I have mm. this. We're doing this. I align with the moon. What? 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 Yeah. So, so I, I, I read the title of the book, but if you could remind us again, the, the title yeah. of the book. The book is Moon Time by Lucy H. Pierce. And and your children and our children are, are pretty close in age, age. So Anita, your kids are how old? 13 and 14. 13 and 14. And ours Perfect. are 14 and 11. You're looking mm-hmm. at me like mm-hmm. you better get that yep. right. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. So pretty similar in our journeys together as parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like how you say always learning. So. Hey, learn us here. Oh my gosh. Um what you were what you've been studying here a little bit. All right. So this book by Lucy H. Pierce, Harness the Ever-Changing Energy of Your Menstrual Cycle. And so it's all about how the female cycle is twenty-eight every twenty-eight and a half days. It's in cycle with the moon. The male cycle is like every twenty-four hours. The world spins around the male cycle. So it's like you're saying, oh, I don't want to dig myself into a hole here, but I'm like, wait a minute, <clears throat> I'm in a hole <laughs> as one of these feminine mm. beings, not knowing my own self in this way. Um, mm. So that's my little side, one of my gabillion side educations right now. But if you're referring to this rites of passage part, um, I can just start to read Please. them off. Yeah. Okay, so the first one is monarchy. I've known what that word means for about maybe four or five months. Okay. First period. Mm. Have you ever heard this word? Monarchy. Oh. Can, can you say it again slowly? Because mm. it sounded almost like monarchy, and, and I know that's wrong. 
It's Menarche, M-E-N-E-M-E-N-A-R-C-H-E, Menarche. And the definition is? Your first period. Right. Wow. Yes. Okay. First period. That's what it is. Um, yeah. So I'll just read down the list then. Yeah, please. Okay. So rites of passage. Let me just see something really quick. Okay. Actually, it says female rites of rights to celebrate. Here are the key rites of passage that most of us pass through in our lives as women. Note how few are formally celebrated in our culture. First one, monarchy. Next one, loss of virginity, menstruation, birthdays, marriage or pair bonding, pregnancy, miscarriage, abortion, impending birth, mother blessing in parentheses, birth, closing of the bones after childbirth, Establishment of breastfeeding, recommencement of menstruation after birth, parentheses, also mm. after illness, or coming off the pill. Mm. Oh my gosh. It's a thing. Mm. Conscious end of childbearing, weaning, recovery from a major illness, commencement of menopause, last mm. bleed, retirement, death. Mm. Wow. Right? So it's like, which one of these do you celebrate already? I'm like, mm. birthday, <laughs> you know? So yeah. <laughs> do you feel the lack of not having celebrated any of these in the past? Heck yes. Mm -hmm. Which would you like to celebrate in the future? I'll start with celebrating monarchy, which I have catch up to do, right? With my mm -hmm. children and myself. Yeah. Um, just the whole ritual thing I feel is charged, quote unquote, rituals. Um, right. They feel <coughs> weird. They feel weird mm. because I am a member of this yeah. culture. However, I'm finding myself in the weird camp about it. Yet now I'm curious because I'm like, whoa, there's value in mm. rituals, mm. like mm -hmm. actual value in actual rituals. Like, so oh, and powerful. it can go as far as you want, by the way. But yeah. you know. <laughs> so, so now I'm curious. Do they outline a suggested? way to celebrate do they give some pointers creating ceremony is the next part and planning ceremony mm. they don't get too far into it they just kind of, oh hold on they have a full so, section on monarchy and how to celebrate that and this, and this is something that you're still diving into this right as like far as the pages. actual ceremony and and what to do and and even that's interesting that you would say going back and so speaking of monarchy, mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe something that wasn't an awareness when you were that age, but now it's something that your children, so we'll say that you have, uh, help me, help me here. And this is just mm -hmm. kind of a real, a real kind of transparent moment. So a daughter, mm -hmm. but then we'll say Dylan is, help me with Dylan and, and understanding how Dylan is identifying right yeah. now. One of my other Gabillion side educations now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm. So we're all in this together. Thank you very because much. Because I always, and here's the thing, knowing this child since birth, mm -hmm. born as Christina, mm -hmm. okay, now identifying as Dylan, now pronouns, what? what he, pro they. He, they. Okay. So he, they is yeah. where we're at. Okay. okay. And Thank 12, you. 13? 13. Okay. So I, and it's a conscious thing that I, when I, I don't, I want to default to Christina, just that I've known this name all, you yeah. know. Yeah. His, he, they, entire, their entire life. 
Okay, so now we're going through that. Is this a ritual that you're going to keep with with both children, so with Brooklyn and Dylan, or is that mm-hmm. something that I'm just trying to figure this out and explore as we come to this? Because I mean, monarchy that's going to be or already probably is it's past. Yeah, yeah, both. long well, past, long past, long past. By the way, okay. so it would be. Uh, a double catch up because I'd also a double catch up, not catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh my God, goodness gracious. <laughs> because they both passed the age of 13, which is kind of a cool age okay. that could be observed, right? That I would like to observe, but also the yeah. monarchy. So we've got double catch up to mm-hmm. do. But um, yeah, what were you saying about that? Well, I'm just, how how are you thinking about ritual now? Yeah, with your with, your with best Dylan, honor, Dylan. In, yeah, with in, Dylan in the ritual. Yeah, Cabin, did you say something too? I I was affirming. I was piling gotcha. on, agreeing with that. <clears throat> um, yeah. So one word, awkward, uncomfortable for mm. me. Mm. Two words. Because thank you. One word, awkward, led into uncomfortable, because this is all new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it mm. hasn't even integrated yet. Um, I have my attention on it, um, and I would like for their attention to be on it. But as we well know, you know, I made it to 46 without my attention on this stuff. Um, Mm. do I have, do I have a pathway to connect them to what I care about in this? Sure. They care about me. So they're going to, um, hear the words at least, Mm -hmm. you know, will they remember them? I don't know. Uh, I will provide what I can to them, but I'm not going to count on, you know, all I can do is learn for myself, integrate it for myself and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, make it an offering. Gosh, all this ritualistic stuff. This is like so funny. Oh, it's so true. But off, make, make all of this that I'm learning an offering to them. And my motive in doing that, yes, I will move forward because Dylan still, you know, has a cycle, a 28 and a half day cycle. Mm-hmm. That's totally still in place. So yes, it's on the table. It's like eking out slowly, right? These little language pieces mm-hmm. and attention. My attention's different. They really hate their cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like to bring in some type of influence of turning that around or maybe reframing the entire thing, right? Because that's a whole lifetime of living with something that's actually, it turns out, super, super, super duper precious. Mm. You can mm-hmm. create life and then um, your body is intelligent enough to clean itself to hold space for that flipping life every 28 and a half days. Like mm. we're talking miracles here, mm. right? So we're yeah. living in miracles all the time. Um, so yeah, I would like to reframe that for them, but I don't know what's going to happen of that. I think, you know, you plant a seed now, 20 years later, you never know what's going to come, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. yeah. get caught up in that. I hope that answered your question-ish. So the story of strawberries is yes. around this same thing of, um, the indigenous people, uh, to the United States, I think if I was listening right um had a culture because strawberries are one of the precious gifts in their teachings that 
they're renewing all the time. And so the fresh strawberries, mm. eating the fresh strawberries every summer and picking the wild strawberries um, is very much a ritual of remembering that we're connected to the earth and the earth is always giving to us. So it's the mm. cycle happening um, and that preciousness. So strawberries hold this bit of the fresh life that comes every spring um, and the cycle that happens. And so the strawberry, they have a strawberry ceremony where when they have their first cycle, the girls fast from strawberries. Um, so they don't eat strawberries for a whole year, oh, wow. which is really a big deal because it's that, it's that taking in of the new life. So just fasting from it gives them that break to um, and the break is specifically celebrated so they celebrate the last strawberry that is eaten like those you haven't eaten any strawberries now you're going to take a break for a year and during that year all of the older women in the whole community specifically spend that year transferring down all of the beautiful things about mm. being a woman the magic that you're talking about like hey this is this is actually a really incredible thing like we're the only ones that can bring new life, right? And yeah. and the sharing of that and really nurturing that. And they spend a whole year specifically. And when everyone else is eating strawberries and they're not eating strawberries, that time is dedicated to all the girls who are not eating strawberries that year mm. um, are mm. sewn into and given that wonder mm. in, in that time. And then at the end of that year, once they reach their year after their first menses they have a huge celebration for them and they of course it's a giant party for them and they get served their first strawberries after a year mm. and go on to the rest of their mm. life so That's a really so beautiful. beautiful way to hold space for okay so if we can circle back to the conversation and or build on to the conversation about rituals you guys have each named an element that strikes me as important that, um, you know, you, you were saying, I, you know, I don't know why, but rituals just seem to be so important. There seems to be something about them. And I, I think there's probably lots of reasons. What, what I hear each of you naming as one of the reasons, um, one is a sense of offering or that is a, a giving of. So someone who didn't have something now has something. Hmm. There's something offered in the ritual. But then there's also an abstaining or there is a removal or there is a consecration of something. Something saying this is now being set aside. This is now being marked. Um, mm -hmm. And that often happens through some kind of abstaining. Um, so on the one hand, rituals are powerful in the giving and they're also powerful in the abstaining or the consecrating, um, which is unique in, in the sense that we are often unconscious of our consumption and rituals bring this very dramatic embodied and often communal awareness to consumption and the purpose of consumption both in its offering and its abstaining it feels too like it takes on 
another layer of depth in this particular situation because in order for us to be able to create new human beings we give up like a quarter of our life in that week Mm. when (laughs) we're menstruating where everything is it really like throws everything out of kilter and we can't think straight anymore and you know like there's there's an offering of us of a fourth of our life in, wow. you know, we get three wow. weeks of pretty normal and then our hormones just do whatever they're going to do for that week. And we kind of have to navigate through that. So like being that, that giving up for us is important. I think to be honored that that is mm. a beautiful thing to make that offering. So it's mm. okay for you to feel off kilter. It's okay for you not to be doing all of your normal things, it's okay for you to take some time to nurture this space inside of you that is preparing to keep the planet going (laughs) or, you know, Mm, humanity on the planet at least. Um, So yeah, that piece in this particular situation, because it is, it's costly. It's costly to be able to hold life inside of us and it's something that Mm. our culture like we're just drive 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 nobody really acknowledges the fact that every fourth week we are making that offering in order to make Mm. sure that children are born in the future Mm. (laughs) from the time we're like 10 or 11 until the time we're however old it's a it's a lot and we are we're making that offering all the time but it's never uh, you know, in our culture, for sure, it's not really embraced or acknowledged even. Yeah, like you take the the um, the masculine, you take the masculine moon cycle every 24 hours, right? Wake up, work, lunch, dinner, go back to sleep, right? You take a 28-day cycle and you have, you know, one week, it's better for you to be sitting in your intuition. That's a dark time you go inside. Mm-hmm. Is that okay here? No. No. <laughs> But we're building it. This is the thing. The attention's on it. And I feel like all this ritual stuff and all of this abstaining or not, it's all about what your intentions are. And I love having mm-hmm. my attention on intention mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I I just think that it's where we're going. It's where the yeah. world's headed. Yes, we have lived in contrast to what we would like. And now it's like, hey, women are saying, you know, they're waking up, I think. Um, and I know I am. And the shock mm. and awe and amazement that I'm experiencing as I am learning my own cycle mm. at 46, mm-hmm. how I can use different strengths for all the weeks, all the four parts of my 28 days. Mm-hmm. Like I have a perfect, now I know when I'm planning, I'm going to plan out my work days. And yes. what those work days will be like when so I'm not good. working, when I'm in my moon time, that is work too, mm-hmm. because going mm. inside and going dark and, and like allowing myself to let that intuition come through, which the world needs is a huge mm-hmm. strength. And so it's it a huge strength and contribution. And, um, I love that it's sort of making its way back in really, really, really strong ways. Mm. Um, I feel like if it's reached me, it's reached a lot of people because I'm like really, (laughs) I'm a culture girl. So like, I'm just, you know, always being reborn again. When you say you, you kind of did a rhetorical question. Is that okay here? No. 
what is the here? What 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 is that? Well, refer to? it's the world, okay. the the pace of the world, the pace of the American world, mm-hmm. and cultures. Like I I never knew just how strong that was. So to be where a person is, whether you're masculine or feminine, mm-hmm. to be where you really are as a human being who is being at all times, is that really okay in the pace and flow and momentum of mm-hmm. the world? Mm-hmm. No. It's yeah. really not okay yeah. because you've got a lot at risk if you really aren't in the space to make that 10, 11, 12, 1 o'clock meeting. Mm-hmm. Like you've mm-hmm. got to grind. Mm-hmm. You have got yeah. to grind or you lose everything and mm-hmm. you don't belong. And mm-hmm. belonging is like a basic human right. Yeah. yeah. Right? So It's a, certainly a basic woof. human need. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I, I was going to um, dive into something that dovetails perfectly into what you were just saying. Um, something that Emily brought up when, when you were talking about, you know, three weeks on then hormones do whatever it reminded me really, there, there is kind of this myth of consistency in our world. Right. And, 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 um, you named it perfectly when you said, you know, that the male cycles at 24 hours, you wake up, you have lunch, you do work, you have dinner, you go to bed, like that consistency. We just, because right there, there's been some unhealthy masculine energy that shaped our culture for the last let's say 500 years, um, at least short time, just so real real short time, you know, it's, it's, it's a real nascent thing growing in our consciousness. No, (laughs) it's, it's really deeply embedded in all humans uh, on, on the planet. I don't know if it's unhealthy though, Um, but go ahead. Well, it's unbalanced at least because what it does is it excludes the possibility of a different cycle besides anything consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, capitalism craves consistency. Yeah. Um, but what it made me think of is as a farmer, people will ask me a question, you know, what, what mm. are you doing next week? And oftentimes my answer is, I don't know. It depends on the weather. And so I came from yeah. the corporate world, which was very disembodied, very disintegrated from the natural cycle of the world, made no space and no allowance for it. We planned our weeks in the corporate world as though it was going to be the same weather every day, no matter what, mm-hmm. because of that consistency. We, we promised ourselves consistency and we delivered it through effort. Um, but in farming, that's not the equation that leads to productivity. It's a sensitive equation of awareness and participation that leads to productive farming. And so then what you were saying, Emily, about that three weeks, one week, it reminded me that again, that's another space that the world of consistency does not make space for. Mm-hmm. That there's not an allowance, there's not a give and a take. Um, and again, because I'm a farmer, my work is seasonal. There's certain times of year I'm doing certain jobs and then I don't do them again for another year. Mm. And that's very normal in healthy, productive farming, very abnormal in the capitalistic consistency machine that demands uniform and increasing production all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, to our bodies creating life we need to be sensitive to those nuances mm. of rhythm and time and space. And so I, I love that you guys are bringing this in because it's so important to us moving from disintegration to integration is being able to be aware of the myth of consistency and then make choices mm. about how we want to become sensitive ourselves. Love it. Did either of you have any sort of ritual growing up or any sort of, of rite of passage in, in your own lives that you felt was you have somewhere to start with this or you feel like I'm I got to start from scratch because I have really 
And I like what you say. I, I don't have a neural trace to that at all. <laughs> and, and this is something that I feel like I need to start building the foundation. Or do you feel like you have some sort of foundation from your from your lived experience so far? I did build my own ritual daily of drinking mm. coffee when I turned about 28. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> got it. Daily rituals. What was that, rituals. Conscious? So, what, was that like, purposeful ritual? Traces? <laughs> no, I. So we no. can start there with Zippo. caffeine. Okay. Yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> Are you talking in particular silly. about? Okay, so our... I. Your dad. So your I know that your dad, hun, gay. You each got your hope chest. Yes. So I, to me, that seems like that's a oh. rite of passage or 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 a ritual. The girls, you have. You know, three other sisters. Oh, yeah. there, so yeah. there's four girls. Oh my gosh! So there's something with with your family. Do you, was there anything passed down, or do you do you feel like ritual or rite of passage was any part of your? Well, experience? you could say that hope chest was that. To, I mean, that was kind of a total and utter act of patriarchy, because oh, interesting. <laughs> okay, okay. It was in essence like, hey, listen, you females don't get out of control with your sexuality you're supposed to be keeping yourself chaste until you get married so this is going to go at the end of your bed to remind you about that That's wait 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 a... how did he tie a hope chest to purity culture walk me through that <laughs> it was uh it was pretty much like this is your like don't forget you're getting married you're getting so married what, what were you supposed and to you put need in to it? not be sexually active until you're getting married until you are married <laughs> Did you put like your long underwear in the hope chest or like where the chastity belt lives? No, it was just right? so like... he gave us a purity ring and a hope chest, both oh, around part of it. marriage oh and both when we were 16. And, and and what was the hope chest meant to be like a gift to your husband? The hope like, chest was where we put all dreams? the things that we wanted to save until we were married. So, oh. yeah, like my grandma knitted us some things that would go into our first house when after we were married and <laughs> all the treasures that were going to be for the marriage was the hope chest. That's wow. the, what the hope chest was hoping to get married. Oh, I had no idea. Wow. I, yeah. That's a whole layer I was unaware yeah, of. Yeah, super patriarchal. And, okay, so you might think I'm making this all up, but we re- <laughs> it was really confirmed when so he started it with me when I was sixteen, I was pretty naturally chaste. You, you are, so it you wasn't are the a big oldest. deal. You are the oldest of the girls. I'm the oldest, right? And also the goody two shoes. But he kind of got like later with each girl because he I don't know, just mm. kind of passed it was a big deal you when I was children. You have a lot it was a yeah, right. People so as but as the girls were coming along, so one girl in particular was like, Whoa we better get this girl her purity <laughs> ring and her hope chest. So even though he was late, oh. like there were a few events that happened that he was like, oh my gosh, I got to get this for her. <laughs> so and, and, and it was he, a big deal. And he believed that that gift would somehow magically yes. alter or control yes. her behavior. Yeah, like she needs a reminder. She's got to have it on her, have her ring on her finger and she's got to have that hope chest. Remind her that she's going to be married Do someday. we get to guess which sister this is? We don't, no. But then here, here's, here's my next follow-up question. <laughs> did, did it work? Did it work? Um, I mean, I don't... As far as you know. I, I don't know. It, it's very, that's all hush-hush in our family, so nobody knows the answer oh, to man. that. Oh, man. 
Okay. No, I mean, I that, no idea. that brings in a whole nother fold, right? Because part of, part of rites of passage is you're, you're passing into something, right? It's a passage from one form of being to another. And it's often from an unaware individual state of being to a more aware, cooperative state of being. And so th- there is an element of a rite of passage that you do hope to influence and inform and shape character and behavior and perception. Um, hopefully not for the punitive purposes of manipulation and control. <laughs> you hope. Um, and, and yet it might have been a successful ritual in, in, as if we just look at it from a very academic version of, of what a ritual is. I'm not saying it's a healthy ritual. Right. Um, but it might have actually been successful, tragically enough. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely a thing, and especially when the when the time it didn't turn out to be a time thing. It turned out to be like a oh, quick scramble. We need to get this happening for this one. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I had no idea. That's so interesting. Well, you'll be wow. you'll be glad to know your hope chest is holding up our TV right now, so it's being put to good use. <laughs> All your hopes and dreams are All put into the hopes and dreams. It's interesting Please let the Wi-Fi I am work. disassociated with the hope chest and have mm. been for quite some time. It doesn't it doesn't mm. hold anything for me. And my dad passed away last year, and so mm. um, I kind of think I've actually been thinking about getting rid of it and. Uh, I was like, man, I kind of feel guilty for getting rid of that. But even this discussion, like I've never really verbalized the intense patriarchal representation that it is. Luckily, I lost my mm. purity ring, so I'm not uh, <laughs> don't have that laying around. To... <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's so interesting because this is literally Cabin. This is all news to me. I, I did not know this. I thought this was just this really cool personal gift mm. that your dad gave you as something to say, hey, you're my daughter. I love you. Like, Don't have something. sex with anyone. Well, there we go. Right. <laughs> and if you do, love will be less and, and more stringent. And what about the name Hope Chest? Yeah, you're hoping for someone. That's what it is. To, yeah. So my dad, I didn't even grow up with him. But, and I don't even remember how old I was when he made me and gave me a Hope Chest. Wow. Oh, and he made it. Yeah, and we, he wasn't, it wasn't. You know, like the one that your dad made for you well, he didn't with the ring. It. He bought it. Oh, whatever, you know, like it wasn't it wasn't with those same intentions. We didn't have religious talks. I didn't have a religious relationship at all with my dad, you know. But he made me a hope chest. It was the one thing, like one thing. Wow. Mm. So so, so really what, what was it for him? Was it a cultural artifact of like, oh, dads give their daughters hope chests, so I should do that too? Was it performative in that way? You know what? Or I was there just a genuine affection? It wasn't on my radar. I know my mm. mom had one with old things mm. in it. Had I ever examined what the name hope chest is, what it means, what it holds, next thing you know, you know, my dad gave me one and it's been precious to me this whole time, but I still you know, without, I just feel like it's bringing, like, in my mind right now, a lot of things are coming together with this ritual and the, this intention and attention thing because, like, he gave it to me, yay, right? I've had it for years. I had my kids' stuff in it for a while. Their stuff is in it already. I painted it, right? Hmm. I didn't even keep it in its regular form, in its um, original form. But, you know, it's kind of like this flippantness that I kind of walk through life with that 
in my you know older age now I, I see that and and I notice other cultures put their attention on meaningful things in meaningful ways mm. in different ways than I have in mine I don't necessarily feel like I even have culture mm. the culture that I'm noticing now that my attention is awakened is something that doesn't work well for me mm. or maybe probably others. So, you know, I'm doing all, all kinds of stuff about that. But anyway, it just makes me realize like, wow, I was kind of flipping about that. Like I knew even though, even so I knew the energy that I received the, the hope chest from my dad with was meaningful. Cause you know, I never lived with him. Mm. I hardly mm. ever saw him. Mm -hmm. So of course I'm going to latch onto it. But at the same time, I'm like a few years later painting it. Right. You know, I mm. still have it, but <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Mm. Well, and wow. Hope Chess originally, what you think of like um, during the industrial age and even the agricultural age, the it, as you come up through your childhood and into your teen years, you're creating a lot of things, right? So you would be in the quiet of the evening doing your crocheting or your knitting and you're doing like making little laces or doing stitcheries and all of those things are going, they go, you finish them, they go into your hope chest and then they're going, you're going to hang them on the wall when you start your own family. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the origin of the hope chest is that you're putting all of this work into your future life. And so then you would mm -hmm. store it in that space which mine did carry. I was very, I did a ton of that stuff when I was in my teen years. And so that is, you know, I don't, I'm not going to make this, I don't want it on my wall right now, but when I have my own home and my own family, this is going to go, it's a little piece of my teen years that's going to go on my walls. So that mm. also gets stored in the hope chest and because it's not relevant for now, but it will be relevant. And I mean, they would be stitching little baby clothes and all the things mm. for a family. So I think there are some things like practically there, there are probably a lot of positives for having it and being able to, you know, if that's your life where the, no women ever would have their own careers or be doing anything except for having a family, that was like where you stored the investment that you're already making toward that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Wow. I'm trying to Guys, this has been an incredible conversation. I just, I have learned so much from you guys, and I love the way you guys are thinking about these things and the way you're talking about them is beautiful. Thank you guys very, very yeah, much. Thank you for, for sharing. Is, is there anything that, is there, I, I just want to, I feel like I want to leave some space. Like, is there any, I, I know you're in the learning process and still developing all this and, and learning all these things, even the story of the strawberries like you just learned today. Literally, this is all tying in today. Is there anything that, man, if I could just, I wish people w could understand this or like, here's where I'm at in the journey and here's what I've learned so far. Is there any wisdom that, that you have? Uh, because I, 46 years, longer than some, not as long as others, but there's some lessons that have been learned. Um, is there anything that you that you'd like to share? I mean, you've already shared so much so far. But is there anything that you'd like to share just to kind of close this out and say, "Hey, I, I want us to understand this about ritual," or from from a female perspective, I, I hope that people can understand, or, or or maybe start to embrace this. 
I think what comes up for me is that idea of offering. I feel like women are offering things all the time and it gets unrecognized. Mm-hmm. And um, just, and actually it's like derogatory, right? Like, oh my gosh, are you on your period? So our offering that we're making to continue humanity is like used against us. So that's a, that's a really big deal to just be acknowledged and like, Hey, thanks. Thanks for being hormonal. You're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's something that could be done like literally every three weeks for every single woman in your life, every four weeks for every woman that you know, like, wow, do you need a nap today? Thank you. You know, all of that, just holding those little bits of space is, would really, I mean, that would make a huge, that that's totally life-changing for every single woman to be recognized that like, this isn't something that we're a draw on the world. Like this is an offering that we give to the world. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think in order to have anything that we want, there has to be rapport with self and it's not just a feminine thing. So if you don't know that you're out of rapport with yourself, which we live a fair amount of years, not even realizing that we are out of rapport with ourselves, and then we spend some time, if we're lucky, learning just how out of rapport we are with ourselves. I mean, I think it just basically, I think it foundationally starts there so that you have a chance to even notice anything at all because I don't look around in a patriarchal world that I live in and blame anyone. Mm-hmm. This wasn't created by one person. This was like held up by a lot of generations. Mm. You know, so it's a creation. And what what do we what do humans do? We create things, and then we find out what our next creation is. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, with all of this ritual and all this attention that we want, you know, it's it's all about what we really want and we don't really we can't really know what that is until we're kind of awake mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so mm-hmm. it kind of y- you're asking this question at the end mm-hmm. and it's it feels like i'm just getting started mm-hmm. <laughs> so good night mm-hmm. well we'll go for another mm-hmm. two hours we'll just make it five wow. episodes we'll just put it into bite-sized chunks uh, yeah, but i really do really appreciate this thank you mm. thank you um, thank you yeah. for being willing to pivot so quickly. I mean, literally this was took shape in about a half hour time frame. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the fact that you were willing to come in and, and be vulnerable and, and kind of, I didn't even know all these things about the hope chat. I thought, <laughs> what a lovely gift. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Did not know the baggage pun intended that came with that, with that, <laughs> with that hope chest, but thank you so much. And, and I'll just say this too. I, I, I love this taking a nap and, and being intentional and, and, and holding space. So thank you for uh, holding space with us to have this conversation. I, I know that yeah, we had guys. this conversation before of like, hey, how can we help? And, and hun, you said something of like, I, whenever I, I never have alone time because there, there are these people that I've created that always follow me. <laughs> it's nice, hun, Why that did I do it? it's nice, hun, that you get to go away and you get to have some alone time. But yeah. like, I'm forever connected with these individuals that are a part of me that you, I like what you said. It, it's this miracle that happens mm-hmm. every, every month, mm-hmm. right? It's the, it's this, this cycle of, of miracles. 
Cycle of Miracles was the name of my bicycle troop, by the way. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> but, um, well, thank you. But uh, but this idea of giving this re- rest- restorative space it doesn't even. You're right. Like, oh my gosh. Like, are you taking a uh, take a nap or like do something like as as a guy? Oh, okay. Like every every time mm-hmm. that happens, honor that. A woman so, should really be taking a nap at least one out of four days. Okay. If it's one fourth of our lives. Okay. There it Seven is. full years we're menstruating. Wow. And it's <laughs> not up to men to know what we need. That's our mm-hmm. job. Because I'm pretty sure if we know what that is, everything will work out fine with y'all. Mm-hmm. But we just yeah. don't know, honestly. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that we know. So let's go. Well, thank you for sharing. All right. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Appreciate you both. Thank, thank you so you much. Too. Thank you. And that's our show. If this conversation was meaningful to you, like it was to us, leave a rating and review so that more people just like us can discover this podcast and join the conversation themselves. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you're here and we'd love for you to join the conversation too. But hey, you've heard enough of our voices. For show notes or to connect with this community of seekers, visit us online at ofdustanddivinity.com. Partner with us on Patreon and get access to exclusive content, merch, and hidden perks. Go to patreon.com slash ofdustanddivinity. Join our Facebook group of Dust and Divinity podcast community and engage with us on Instagram at ofdust underscore and divinity. As you go through your day, remember these words of Rainer Maria Rilke. Be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves. Do not seek the answers which cannot be given to you, for you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. Now.